0: District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to cfact.org. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Welcome to episode 221 of District of Conservation. I'm your host, Gabriella Hoffman. Before I introduce and preview today's special guests. I want to give you guys a little I guess, insight into what I'm going to be up to for the next few weeks. Podcasts may be a little less frequent. We will have some episodes, but I'm going to Michigan this week to do a ladies blast trip with brownells. And you may know some of the women I'll be hunting with. So that'll be interesting. We're going to target grouse and woodcock. I've never hunted in an environment like this, so it'll be a great learning experience. I'll do my best to document it on video and also for audio format, talking to some of the fellow participants. And I'll give you kind of my honest overview of it because I hear it is a little bit difficult to target this type of upland bird and the landscape is a little more strenuous. So I'll take it in and I'm looking forward to the opportunity. So you'll see me in Michigan over the course of the next few days doing that. And today's guest is Chairman Newhouse of the Congressional Western Caucus. So we have spoken to and talked about natural resources, and I've often referenced the Congressional Western Caucus, but it's the Voice of Rural America. And we're talking to Chairman Dan Newhouse, who is a lifelong resident of Central Washington, who represents the 4th Congressional District. He is a third-generation Yakima Valley farmer, who brings real world experience to Congress as a businessman and former state legislator who supports conservative solutions that encourage job creation and economic opportunity in central Washington. And he also serves on different various committees and a really fun fact, obviously back to his farming background, him and his family operate a 850 acre farm where they grow hops, tree fruit, and grapes. We talk about 30, 30, their plans to fight it. And what you can look forward to, and why you should check out their podcast, the Congressional Western Caucuses Podcast too. Here's my conversation with Chairman Dan Newhouse of the Congressional Western Caucus. Take a listen. We are thrilled to be joined by Chairman Dan Newhouse, representing Washington's 4th Congressional District, and he is helping lead the effort to advance true conservation practices from both the center-right perspective and also from a more broad-based bipartisan perspective coalition. So Chairman Newhouse, thank you so much for speaking with me on the podcast today.
1: No, thank you, Gabrielle. It's a pleasure to be with you and, and to be with you to talk about some really important issues that are impacting people all over the country, but particularly in the Western United States. And, you know, that the Biden administration has put forth this 30 by 30 initiative, and um, we've got some current concerns about that. Uh, and I, I really appreciate you taking some time to, to shine some light on what's happening.
0: Certainly, and before we dive deep into the 30-30 alternative that the caucus has put out, why don't you introduce yourself to my listeners more, talk more about your district, some of the priorities you've had since you've taken over the caucus.
1: Sure, sure. Well, thanks. Well, as an introduction, I'm in my fourth term. Uh, My name's Dan Newhouse. I represent Central Washington State, which... uh, the uh, Pacific Northwest is a very unique part of the country, a very beautiful part of the country. I live in the south central part of the state. Um, my district covers essentially the middle one third of the whole state. So I um, represent from Canada to Oregon, uh, from the Cascade Mountains East to um, the fifth congressional district, which is Kathy McMorris Rogers. Uh, and we, we have a very unique district from timberland in the, in the north, uh, agricultural uh, uh, farming and ranching throughout the district. <clears throat> we have an abundant amount of very uh, diverse portfolio of ener- portfolio of energy production like hydropower, wind, <clears throat> solar, nuclear, and um, just a very beautiful part of the world to to live. I'm very proud to represent this area. I'm a I'm a farmer myself. I live, like I said, in in the Yakima Valley, south central part of the state. We raise hops, uh, tree fruit, and wine grapes uh, on our farm. And it's a it's a busy time of year, as you can imagine, on I'm in the fall at at uh, on farms right now. Uh, starting to wind down, starting to get to the end of the harvest. Uh, So it's that time of year everybody looks forward to. Um, I am the chairman of the Congressional Western Caucus, and I also serve on the Appropriations Committee where my subcommittee responsibilities are energy and water, uh, the legislative branch, and also, as you might guess,
0: agriculture. Yes, you have been involved quite a bit. And because of your background, I think you seem qualified to talk about these issues. And actually lead on policy, especially in response to what the Biden administration is doing. And we'll talk more about some of the legislative priorities you and the caucus have. But something you guys just unveiled was your alternative to 3030, which you've deemed the Western conservation principles. You co posted that with uh, the Senate chairman, Senator Steve Daines. Both of you put out a mission or a video statement yesterday discussing it briefly. So why don't you talk about the report and how does it differ from 3030, and whether or not we already are conserving 30% of waters and lands?
1: That's a, a great uh, beginning way to start discussing this. As you just said, the Biden administration has proposed this initiative, 30 by 30, and they've actually now rebranded it to call it America the Beautiful um, which its goal, I, near as we can tell. And that's part of the problem. It's very vague. There's no specifics. We don't really know how they want to accomplish what their goals are and in what fashion they're going to do this. But they want to set aside or preserve at least 30% of the lands in the in United States, the lands and waters of the United States. How and and that's the problem, that, you know. Which sounds great, right? That we're all for conservation, absolutely. And but there's devil is always in the details. There are no specifics to this. What does this mean? What does it mean? You know, there should always be a little bit of a um, a, 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 a concern when the federal government says we're we're coming and we're we're here to help. And you know, you've heard that before. And and this is is no different. We're concerned that uh, they're looking at ways that they can essentially lock up and throw away the key to many of the, the lands in the Western United States versus what we're proposing in in our alternative is to look at some of the things that we already do. Uh, the, thing, the great work that's already being done in conserving lands, natural resources, and waters utilizing uh, local uh, conservation programs, tribes, local governments, private entities, state governments. uh, um, Lots of work is already being done, and we've accomplished a tremendous amount. In fact, we already have more than 30 percent of the lands in the United States under some kind of conservation program. So it really does concern us when the federal government says, hey, we're going to come in and Preserve thirty uh, percent of uh, of the country. What does that mean? What does that mean to private property rights? What does that mean to the work that's already being done? That's that's tried and true. That's based on science. That's accomplishing uh, uh, the things that we need to do to have working lands while at the same time uh, preserving and conserving the natural resources that we have. You know, one of the things that many of my constituents are. Always bring up is is access to federal lands. So, when we're when the federal government says we're going to preserve lands, does that mean that we're going to restrict the ability of Americans to to utilize the the public lands that we have? What does that mean to hunting and fishing and, and all the recreational activities that so many people enjoy? So there's there's a, a lot of questions, and and we need more specifics. So we took it upon ourselves to come up with some of the things that are already happening some of the those partnerships that i mentioned that are already in place and accomplishing such a great deal you know we can it's not hard to look at the um, record of the federal government and know that that it's not a good one all you have to do in fact from my home in in central washington most of the summer all i had to do was look out the window to be reminded of, of the the poor management practices that the federal government uses because of the smoke that filled the air in, in central Washington. In fact, all over the West, most of this summer, our, our forests, our national forests are, are a disaster. Millions of acres that are dead and dying and subject to catastrophic wildfires every year, which is, which is, you know, just a horrible thing for, for wildlife, for, for people, for property, for, for the, um, the natural resources that we depend on, uh, we've got to do a better better job in in uh, in, in making sure that our our nat- national assets, those red resources that the federal government is responsible for, are better cared for. So, yes, we have questions when the federal government wants to take on more, wants to do more, and push aside those things that we know are working. So that's why we came up with this: make sure that. We move forward in a positive direction, uh, make sure that this administration understands as much as we possibly can make it clear to them that what we're doing, sure, we can always improve, but let's not not stop the good work that's happening in this country and replace it with a a, a lock it up and throw away the key attitude that will really not further conservation efforts at all.
0: Do you worry that they're pushing a preservationist kind of ideal and conflating it with conservation because we keep seeing I've noticed that they have a habit of conflating the two philosophies one true conservation says wise use and preservation says no use so does that trouble you and your colleagues as well to see the America the beautiful plan branded as conservation but it more so kind of resembles preservation
1: i think it's more than resembles it's it's absolutely i think you've hit the nail right on the head that's exactly what we're concerned with uh, like i said just just closing access and utilization of of our for instance our national forest has proven to be catastrophic because of the millions of acres that are burning every year because of lack of management so we we can't just uh, you know put a fence around these places a literal or a figurative fence and and call them conserved or preserved even because naturally things are going to happen and we see it every summer in in the catastrophic wildfires so yes we absolutely are concerned that that's the direction the federal government wants to go limit access li- limit activity limit working lands that to me and to members of my caucus know that that you can conserve and also preserve working lands. They're not mutually exclusive. They can go hand in hand.
0: Aside from proactive forest management, I was combing through the plant and I saw some other policies, prescriptions. What else also Uh, stuck out to you as being a priority. I saw shared stewardship, reforming the Endangered Species Act, um, and some other items. So what else do you think my listeners would be interested by by the report?
1: I guess I I wanted to make sure that people understand that there are a lot of there's a lot of work going on now with um, local conservation districts, with uh, tribes, with local governments, with a lot of private entities actually out there as well. But there's along with some of the things you mentioned, there are definitely some uh, improvements that need to be made moving forward. One one, uh, is, I guess you could put under the heading of litigation reform. As as you know, many of the um, practices of the Forest Service are essentially stopped dead in their tracks because of uh, the threat, the real threat, and the realization of of litigation. There's many groups out there that are constantly suing the forest service for because of proposed uh, um, practices in the national forest, which, you know, conservation efforts do not happen in the courtroom. Wasting time and money um, in, in lawsuits in order to try to move forward just, it, it um, We see the results of that every single year in these catastrophic fires. We're not able to move forward in a positive way to do the management work that needs to be done in our national forests. We need to modernize the Endangered Species Act. That's something that we've been working on in Congress for, for many years. A very small percentage of the species that have been listed um, i think we can look at a 3% success rate of 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 listing species and actually being able to say oh that that species has recovered so and the, and the problem with that is the, those species remain on the list many of them are never taken off so we continue uh, to instead of in, investing resources in into other species we continue to in, to Spend resources on species that don't don't need that attention, diluting the whole effort and and not allowing us to be successful removing species from from the list overall. So, NEPA reform is another another uh, huge issue that regulatory reform in all areas slows down the ability of the federal government and other interested parties from from doing anything, that getting permits to accomplish anything on federal lands takes years. And and many people just cannot afford to go through the hoops and the challenges that are put up in front of them in order to accomplish um, activities and and work that needs to be done on our national forests and our national lands. So that's another area that definitely needs um, serious reform.
0: I will encourage everyone to read the report. It's short. It's about 11 pages, which is very helpful, rather than being something in the ballpark of 1,000 pages. But it's a very comprehensive, very simple document that I think my listeners will take great enjoyment of, seeing that there's a contrast. I also wanted to ask you, Chairman Newhouse, what are some of the other legislative priorities you have in addition to maybe starving off any challenges from the Biden administration? Is there anything kind of more proactive that you... Think you could see some momentum build up for?
1: Yeah, I think there are some areas that we we definitely should be able to see some improvement and and movement on. <clears throat> we are we've been engaged since day one of this administration with some of the um, uh, mineral extraction activities in this in this country. You know from you, you know you saw the the. Uh, moratorium on oil and gas permitting by the administration early on. Uh, we're trying to do all we can to um, educate people as to the importance of our ability to continue uh, the, the the some of these mining activities throughout the Western United States, instead of being dependent on foreign sources for, for many of the important uh, elements that that we need, particularly in some of the, um, you know, the, the, the administration wants to move forward in, uh, with many of the climate initiatives that require many of the, uh, the minerals that we're, that we're mining right here in, in the Western United States. So we want to be able to, to do that domestically instead of being dependent on foreign sources such as China. We're working, you know, as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, we're working, I'm a farmer Water in the Western United States is essential. Without uh, resources, or adequate resources of water, we can't grow as a population. We can't grow our agricultural industry. We can't do anything. And so, we've got to continue moving forward, uh, enhancing our ability to provide much-needed water resources throughout the West. That that is key to uh, being successful into the future. Um, other things that we're looking at um, would be forest management issues, as we talked about earlier. Uh, we're making some progress there. We're, we're really we've got a large backlog of acres that need to be managed, but we're, we're, we've been legislatively, Congress has been able to provide the Forest Service with some direction and some resources over the last several years that I think will help. The, the, but like I said the thing about that is we're so far behind. It's just it's not going to be solved in a, in one year. This is going to uh, take some time, and it's going to require commitment on the part of bureaucrats throughout agencies through, uh, to to get this to get the needed work done accomplished. And so Congress has to exert its uh, uh, ability to push agencies in that direction to make sure that commitment is there.
0: Thank you for the overview. And is there an update? I'm not sure if this was in your purview, but I think probably your caucus members I know had sounded the alarm on this. Is there any update yet on the CDC and Fish and Wildlife Service petitions that would undercut at legal hunting? Um, and transport of game meat. I don't know if you paid attention to that, but they were trying to use the coronavirus to prevent people from transporting wild game meat and skins and other uh, animal parts across state lines.
1: Well, Gabrielle, I'm going to have to I see what I can find out more about that before I, 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 the answer is I don't know. So let me, let me do some, do some. No worries. Work into that,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think Congressman Westerman probably is a little more attuned to that, but I was just curious if you knew, but if not, it's, Perfectly fine. Um, is there anything else that you want to address? I know you also just launched a podcast too to talk about all these important issues out West.
1: Yeah, I hope you don't see that as competition. We're no,
0: sure. not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're working in, in conjunction with you to, to highlight some of the things that uh, are important that we're working on that, you know, with, <clears throat> uh, as you said, we, we're trying to work in as much a bipartisan fashion as possible So I think a lot of our job is to educate people that aren't aware. You know, many of many of my friends across the aisle are from other parts of the country that just do not understand the dynamic that we have in uh, the Western United States and in rural areas throughout the country. You know, if you if you represent an urban district, that's your world, that's your perspective. And so your opinions and your beliefs are formed by by your environment that you see. So. So it's a it, it, this is an effort on our part to open the eyes of people that don't live in rural areas that don't have the you know the experience that that those of us in the west and rural areas of the country have, and so that they can maybe begin to to understand and and realize the importance of what we're talking about when when we say hey. This, for instance, this thirty by thirty initiative. This is a this is a concern, and here's why. And it, so that's that's our goal, and I, and, I, and I've been very happy with many of the uh, people that have been helping us uh, spread that word and and get the, the 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 information out there that will help people uh, understand. So, and thanks thanks to you for for adding to that. That's very very helpful.
0: Certainly, no. And this space needs to have, I think, more of our perspective in it because it seems to be clouded a lot with more preservationist thinking. So no, the more the merrier. I don't corner the market, <laughs> so you're perfectly fine to podcast in it as oh, yeah. well. I think it's important to have lawmakers like yourselves who are the key deciders in making to be chiming in on these issues too because I can only say so much I don't deal with this directly I'm just reporting and observing so it, it's very important that members like yourself can communicate this on a regular basis too well,
1: well we you know this is the the life we live you know the, our livelihoods depend on policies that uh, that are being considered uh in our communities you know if when you when you close a mine for instance in New Mexico where the large majority of the jobs in uh, the local community are dependent on that mine. That has a huge impact on, on that community, on on the on the school system, on the hospitals, on on everything. Um, and w- we need people to understand and to realize the, the the effects of you know of words on pieces of paper that are debated and discussed in Washington D.C. Really do impact. Uh, people's lives and and so this is important work that that we're all engaged in here and I'm just I'm just very happy that we have an opportunity in such a you know using the technology we have available to us today to be able to reach so many people.
0: If I can be of help in any way please let me know I would love to disseminate any information and uh, resources as best as I can to my listeners and also to people who follow me on social media because I think There's so much going on in the news cycle. Obviously, people don't really pay attention to these issues, so they have to find a channel where things can be properly shared. So I would be happy to be a resource and share the caucus's resources and updates as best as I can.
1: Great, great. Look forward to that. Look forward to working with you.
0: Chairman Newhouse, where can everyone connect with you and the caucus to learn more about your alternative to 3030 bills that you... Be working on and any updates or challenges to the Biden administration's policy aims?
1: So we can be, we can be, all those things can be accessed at Western Caucus on Twitter. Uh, That's probably the easiest thing to do where you can see the uh, Western conservation principles that we've come up with. Uh, They can follow much of the work that we're doing, some of these uh, uh, information and educational. Pieces that we've been working on. You can also go to our website, which is westerncaucus.house.gov, and also uh, and find many of that the same materials right there. And follow all the important work that that the members of the Western Caucus are engaged in. Which I should have said, Gabriella, <clears throat> you know, the Western Caucus is, as it says, focused uh, much on Western United States issues but we have members from all over the country. Uh, Savannah, Georgia, Arkansas, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, uh, South Carolina. There's members all over the country that understand that uh, issues in the West are very similar to issues in their rural areas. So our 70 plus membership uh, represents almost every corner of the country. And uh, we're all united in making sure that people understand that living in rural areas uh, is is a great, uh, great way of life. And we need to do what we can to preserve and conserve our ability to do that.
0: That's very reassuring. Excellent. Thank you so much, Chairman Newhouse, for speaking with me. I really appreciate your thoughts. I think a lot of people appreciate what congressional Republicans like yourselves are doing to promote true conservation practices. So thank you so much for speaking with me.
1: Absolutely, Gabrielle. I look forward to uh, doing more of this so thank you thank you very much for having me.
0: thank you for listening to the show i hope you enjoyed this episode make sure you're following us on your preferred podcast player we like to recommend apple Podcasts because apple is where most of our listenership hails from so if you head over to apple subscribe comb through some episodes and leave us reviews we'd be more than appreciative of your support in that manner Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat nor a guest announcement. And you can connect with me personally on my social media feeds. All of the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram links that I have are all denoted by blue check marks. Really easy to find me, so engage with me there. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to recommend yourself for the show as a prospective guest, I'm all ears to hear and sift through different inquiries. I get a lot of requests, and my schedule is also quite busy, so you'll see guests come from me. And I'm, but like I said, I'm always open to different guests coming on the show.